Hey, this is Chris, and welcome to Through the Never. Today's episode, we're going to talk about the Exit 111 Festival, and I have Lindsay with me again. Say hello. Hi, guys. She went to the festival with me. It was last weekend. I want to first start off by saying that I have not been feeling well, and my throat is in bad shape, so I'm probably going to sound terrible. So please excuse that. Also, I want to go ahead and mention that I did attend the Louder Than Life Festival a couple weeks ago, and I do plan to have an episode talking about that with my friend that went with me. He has, however, been sick, and we have not been able to schedule that episode, so it's coming, and it's late, and I hate it, but it is what it is. So, Exit 111 Festival. It was last weekend. It was the first uh, first one. I, I assume they're going to do more, but uh, it was an inaugural event, and it was located on the same farm that they do the Bonnaroo Festival, which, convenient for us, is not very far away. So we were able to go to all three days and come back home all three nights. There was tons of campers at this event because it's kind of in a remote area and there's not a lot of hotels or anything like that. So a lot of people were camping and it looked like they had a pretty good facility for that. Have you ever been to an event where that much camping? I mean, not that I've seen now. I've seen some before, but that was pretty intense. And it was pretty cool because they had showers set up. And, I mean, they had a whole lot for parking. They had a whole place section for RVs. They had fields and fields of camping space. They had showers uh, set up. Something I've never seen is they had a general store set up for all their campers with things they could buy in case they forgot them. Right. We even stopped. They had a um, they had a few little like food trucks, and they had this one. Uh, it was like an airstream or something, or was it more of a box truck? The, the, the coffee, coffee. More box? of a box truck. Okay, so they had uh, and they had like uh, smoothies and coffees and like hot teas. It was kind of a morning thing, I guess, for the campers. But uh, we did stop there a time or two and grab uh, a coffee like drink. The weather was extremes it got kind of hot during the day but it got bitter cold in the evening and it was kind of rough so i kind of felt sorry for the campers and the fact that that coffee truck was not open in the evenings when it was the coldest fortunately but we uh we didn't need to camp however the campers looked like they were having a hell of a time there was um uh, music playing in the campsites. There were people that had different things they've rigged up on their trucks. I really feel like a lot of them were probably very experienced in doing it that way. Maybe regular Bonnaroo uh, goers. I- I'm not real sure. But uh, didn't you find that interesting? How some of them had like things they've constructed. Yeah, like, they seemed like they've, they've definitely done that more than once. And it seemed like a really fun atmosphere. They had... um. It was a pretty good walk to go from the day parking all the way through the campsites to the festival entrance. And they had these, uh, what do you call that? Pedicabs? Pedicabs. Pedicabs. Um, and they, they, they were all like playing music and they had like rope lights and stuff. So they were lit up at night. But they were giving people rides from the entrance, uh, from where you come in from the car, from the parking, 
to the festival entrance, like all the way to the campsites. Of course, they wanted like $10 per person on a ride, which is a little extreme. But uh, then again, they did have plenty of riders. And uh, we had to jump out of their way a few times. But uh, it was interesting that the setup that they had in the way that uh, you could tell that that place is used to having this kind of act- activity. Like years of Bonnaroo, they've developed all this. So, Right. Um, they had a neat wristband system. We got our wristbands. We were able to go in and out as much as we wanted. We just had to scan it in or out. And so we didn't have any tickets to check. We just beeped it over the scanner on the way in and on the way out uh, every time. So we were actually able to go back to our car to uh, add another layer as it got colder. Something we wised up on the second day. Um, But I've I've not seen a setup like that before. It was pretty cool. And uh, inside the festival and inside the campgrounds, they had, what would you call that water thing? Oh, I don't, they called them refill stations, but. Yeah, it was sort of like a hub that had water refill uh, ports all around it. So it was free water refills for whatever water vessel that you had that they, they would let you bring one in. Now, Hometown Rising and Louder Than Life had refill stations, but they were not permanently there. They were like mobile units they brought in for the event. These things are there permanently uh, to be used annually for Bonnaroo. So uh, we had access to that. They also had, which was my favorite feature at a festival, nice big concrete building with bathrooms in it. Indoor plumbing. Yes, flushable toilets and uh, plenty of them. Um, only, Only once did I actually have a delay in getting into the bathroom. But even even then, once I got in, there were there were plenty of, of you know facilities available. So uh, that was really cool. And every day they started off nice and clean. Yes. So that was uh, the best setup I've seen in an event like that. They had three stages. They were actually three different sizes. They they build them at, as two of them as main stages, but one was obviously bigger. And uh, it only had four acts per day, or four or five, depending on the, the lineup. And it had an hour rotation, but... During that hour, the other bigger stage was having its act on. And typically, that one and the small stage would go at the same time. So the bigger acts that were on the, the largest stage didn't have any competition. So you were able to, uh, most people were able to get to those acts. So really, they had a really good uh, turnover situation. Or really, as one stage was ending, another one was beginning, and they did that all through the day um, until the, the very last act. They gave it like a 10-minute window for everybody to kind of move over there. But uh, for the most part, everybody was on time, except, of course, Guns N' Roses was a few minutes late, as usual. But everybody else was pretty much clockwork, and it was awesome. And everybody got long sets, something else I really appreciate about a festival. Every band got the respect of of a good, a, a good reasonable set length. So, um, anything else that stood out to you that was sort of neat? Uh, 
I mean, I enjoyed it because of the grounds. I liked the layout. I liked the setting. I liked the indoor plumbing. It that that space really has a lot going for it. It was pretty spread too. It's pretty wide open. Now, it was sort of a. How would you, I'm not sure what shape you would call that. Um, it sort of had corners in it. So there was a little bit of uh, walking around you had to do to get to certain places, but it really wasn't bad. It was a lot of green space, a lot of grassy areas. There were some um, pathways that were asphalt or, or gravel, um, a couple of concrete little uh, patches where I think there were kind of really low bridges or something. <coughs> Excuse me. But... For the most part, it was all green. They did allow chairs, but they only allowed, only supposed to have chairs that were a foot or less from the ground or something like that. So there were, some people got taller chairs snuck in, but for the most part, um, there weren't that many chairs and they kept them pretty far back. So that was not an issue like we had at Hometown Rising. Um, I don't know that security was great. <laughs> coming in it didn't seem like they were very thorough in checking stuff but there were several different checkpoints because we had to go through the camp area so um i don't know it i felt like the atmosphere was really laid back there were plenty of people especially later in the day but it never felt really crowded because it was so wide open so i they said they weren't expecting but maybe half of the Bonnaroo size crowd. I don't have any numbers on that. Um, I mean, easily tens of thousands. I'm going to guess 60, 80,000, something like that um, across the weekend. Do you have any guesses? No, I mean, there was a lot of people. You weren't counting? I was not counting those thousands of people. Yeah. I, it'll be interesting to see the numbers. I know that uh, louder than life this year was enormous and I'll get into that during that episode but just kind of comparing I think it was about the size of the second louder than life so the first one was a little little less but this one was pretty big and uh, in fact we didn't even get real close during the final acts on any of the nights because it was just really and also they had a couple sets of bleachers for the main stage and we ended up kind of chilling there at the end of the night just to kind of kind of get out of the crowd and to kind of huddle up and uh try to stay warm because it was getting cold and um it was a really good spot actually you could see really good and the the sound was really loud but it wasn't painfully loud so i felt like that went really well too you want to talk about the uh, other events they had uh, yeah, so we went to the Paranormal Cirque. Cirque? Cirque? <laughs> um, Italian run? Yeah, it was of. run by the uh, Italia Cirque. Um, and it well, that's neat. I've never seen that done before where they have that type of event inside the festival. And it was free with your ticket to the festival. 
Um, and so it was like acrobatics and, but they put a creepy spin on it. Um, it's to, a paranormal part, right. part of the title there. So they had like a kind of creepy clowns and zombies and they had like a chainsaws and stuff mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. So it was, yeah, like attending a Halloween circus is basically what it was like, but it was cool it, um, and different and it, it fit with the um, theme of the weekend, I felt like, but also added something to the festival. Yeah. I, yeah, outside it looked a bit of a Halloween freak show kind of carnival thing. Um, they had some, some displays going on outside. They were selling crazy masks. They had a lady piercing her face with needles and... Uh, I didn't see any like flame spitting or any of that, but it would have been right at home. And then uh, we picked a ticket for the show we wanted to go to, um, so that when we, we got like an assigned seat. But yeah, it, it was part of the uh, original ticket price. It was not an extra, which was nice. And then they had these big tents erected, and then you go into one, and it's got um, sort of a welcome area with like concession stand and they had a uh they had a little guy and he had like a handicapped kind of uh motorized what do you call that a chair power chair okay some kind of power chair and you know he was he had makeup on he had um it i don't know he kind of had that austin powers mini me kind of look but he was cackling crazy and he was driving around he had one hand on his uh controller and then the other one he had like a, a machete yeah or machete. He had like a machete mm-hmm. and he was cackling and swiping at people and he had to jump out of his way it was it was pretty funny and uh you know kind of had that haunted house and then we walked through a tunnel to go to the big tent and then these different girls and and i don't know ghouls and creeps were kind of doing jump scares so kind of had that haunted house kind of vibe but when you got into the the main tent it was totally like a circus tent it had a an area that was like a stage and they had loud music and yeah acrobatics and had uh they had a comedian that came out and did a bit that was hilarious with no dialogue it was all in gestures and faces and he got four people from the crowd and he did this whole routine and this whole bit about uh, making them act out different parts so he was filming a like a scene and he, he gave them all instruction and showed them how to act out their part and uh, he was messing with the crowd it was really funny and then um they had some like a zombie looking guys that came out and did some uh like parallel bar gymnastics kind of stuff. And then, uh, yeah, some acrobatics with the, uh, I mean, all kinds of high flying stuff. So. And an illusionist. Yes. An illusionist doing some tricks. Uh, I still can't figure out some of those. They were pretty impressive. So, um, you know, one of those where he disappears and then shows up in the back of the room kind of thing. And there's, there's no floor. We're on the ground there. So I don't understand how that happened, but anyway, I guess that means he's good. So, Paranormal Search for for sure was a highlight. There was a car show. It was okay. There was some interesting things there, but it was probably a total of like 
15 yeah there wasn't much but i would say that's that tends to happen at events like that for the first year other people want to see like what it's about and if anybody gets involved and i would say if they do it again next year there would be more but yeah and then they had the motocross yeah, it's a freestyle motocross thing so they had some uh some bikes doing tricks uh flips and uh, i mean crazy uh things that make you hold your breath but um so those those kind of things were going on at different times so you kind of had to look at the lineup and see the schedule and see at what point you there was a band going on that you felt like you could miss to go check out one of these other things so we tried some different foods they had different options they were all pretty good i don't think i had anything i didn't like did you i don't think so so that was pretty interesting. They uh, didn't have a lot of drink selection for me. I know I said that before. I'm time rising. It sounds like I'm really picky. picky. But um, I'm going to be a little picky when they're $12 or more a drink. So, um, But they did have they did have plenty of options for most people. And you you had stuff that you found that you liked. I drank the seltzers mostly again. Um <laughs> But they had the seltzers again, and they had the domestics, and then they had Jack mixers is pretty much what they did. Tito's, vodka. And, yeah. Yeah. So they had some some standards, and, and uh, there was, I mean, they sold a bunch, so that one. What was weird, though, was the drink places charged tax on top of their prices, which was odd, because then you had weird change amounts, mm-hmm. and that was a little bit frustrating, and also... One thing that I thought was really cool going in was they let us program. Uh, we had to register online our wristbands beforehand, and they uh, they let us put our debit card into the, the chip. And so if we wanted to pay cashless, we would they could just scan our wristband, and we didn't even have to get our card out or use cash. But every time we went to a vendor, they would offer us a discount if we use cash. So... We never ended up using the wristband thing that they promoted, so I thought that was a little weird. But the uh, the food places didn't charge us a tax on top, so it was kind of weird because it wasn't consistent, and then we had weird change that we're having to carry around. So um, overall, I felt like this was a straight-up rock festival. There wasn't like a mix of country or pop. Uh, there were some metal acts, but for the most part, I would just say this is rock. They had a mix of uh, what we call classic bands or heritage bands, like Leonard Skinner, Def Leppard, Guns N' Roses, ZZ Top, those kind of bands. But there was plenty of modern rock and metal acts. What was interesting is it did include the Cadillac 3, which... If you remember from the Hometown Rising, they were also at the Country Festival. Now, that's a band that was the most rocking band at that festival. Um, they did not feel out of place. Do you want to talk about that? Because you, you pointed that out. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, they were pretty rocking at the Country Festival. Um, so they actually, they kind of made light of it that they had been invited to this festival. 
Um, but the thing I did notice about it was they played a different, a totally different set. So they were definitely trying to cater to the different audiences. Yeah, yeah. That's a know your room situation. Um, I've seen different bands do that, but you pointed it out. You noticed it. And that's, uh, I, I thought that was interesting that, uh, that it was that obvious, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes it's just a few songs or what they'll do. Uh, I've seen bands, they'll play the same songs, but they just sound a little heavier. You know, they put a little bit more into it, but they played a couple of the same songs, but they played several other ones that were heavier and, it's, it was mostly not their singles because their single, singles are on country radio. Right. So those weren't, you know, the crowd crowd fitting. So it was it was mostly the ones, you know, deeper, deeper, deeper cuts. cuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I did. I have been looking at some of the social media to kind of see people's response. I want the festival to do well because it's nearby and I enjoyed it. And I would like to see them continue doing it. And in the... Um, Comments. I have read people commenting about the Cadillac Three and you know being being impressed. Probably a lot of that audience didn't know them. Yeah. So that was sort of uh, an interesting thing, you know, to see them at both events. But otherwise, there were a lot of here that we have seen before. But there's also some that were new. This um, notably too, I want to mention too that uh, the band Slayer was there, and this is their final tour. Um, they are kind of going into retirement, or at least one of them has decided to. So not only is this their last Tennessee performance, that was also their last festival ever. Um, and they said that on stage. So that's not just me, uh, assuming that that's, that was an announcement they made. So I found that kind of, uh, to be special and do you have any other standouts? I mean, Alter Bridge is a is a band that's very close to me, and I really enjoyed uh, being able to get up close even on that one. And uh, one that stood out to me was Coed in Cambria. It's a band that I'm familiar with. I've heard some of their songs, but they're, I've never seen them live, and they were fantastic. Really impressed me. That's one that I walked away uh, sort of... I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to go and, and listen to some of the stuff that I don't know by them because they really did put on a great live show. Did you have any that stood out to you? I know you enjoyed Skillet. I mean, yeah, of course, my favorites were probably New Year's Day and Skillet, but that's just because I'm a you big already, fan of both of them already. You were familiar with this, so you weren't impressed with Anthrax or... <laughs> So you enjoyed Seether too, and oh yeah, of, I did enjoy Seether. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the uh, the small stage, was a Rise Above stage, which is um, is taken from his uh, charity or or mm-hmm. some type of organization Fund. foundation yeah, foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a tent that had some uh, things that they were selling to to try to raise money for that foundation, and um, the Seether singer and lost his name anyway him and the other guitarist they put on acoustic sets every day in that tent and we got to catch some of that too and that was kind of special so um blackstone cherry's another one and i know uh you saw some some uh the 10 year set and 
Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. That was another one that we both enjoyed. And Dirty Honey. That was another newer band. Mm-hmm. I and, did uh, enjoy Dirty Honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are probably the standouts. But, I, I mean, I, I, of course, loved seeing Kill Switch Engage and uh, Black Metal Society and uh, Ghost put on a really good show. Uh, better than I was expecting. Uh, so that was that was another one. I also enjoyed uh, Lamb of God was pretty good. And uh, most of these I've seen before. Coheed and Cambria is, is a standout to me because I hadn't seen them. And uh, uh, it, was, it was a very memorable performance. So, uh, And a lot of people were excited about Deftones. That was another one that uh, drew a huge crowd. So anyway, I think overall the lineup was really solid. And it was... Uh, I mean, it had to be solid to get Lindsay out there for three days in a row. So That's right. Um, I'm really happy that they were able to pull that off so close to home. And also, I really, really enjoyed the location. I so. did too. I did too. I mean, that made a big difference to me, I feel like. Um, because sometimes when you're having to stand in line at a disgusting porta potty for 15 minutes to get to use it, or, you know, you can't. Uh, there's nowhere to find shade or there's no, I mean, all those things too. I feel like your average goer makes a difference. And I felt like that, that this uh, location really had a lot going for it and, and can make it enjoyable for anybody. I've never been to one of these events and thought, you know what? Camping here might be fun because I'm not really a a fan of camping, but I kind of think that I could camp there and, and have a good time. The thing is, it's it's so close to the house that... It was nice to come home yeah. to your own bed every yeah, night. Yeah, it's nice to come home to my own bed. And then also, like, yeah, it just seems kind of silly to spend the extra money to camp. If we were traveling, uh, be different. It makes me think I should be more open-minded to doing that at festivals out of town. <coughs> anyway, so you enjoyed it? I, I did. Would you look forward to maybe doing it next year? Yeah, I would actually. I, I, the, I think the worst thing about it the whole time was when it got so cold on Saturday. It got like windy, and like it, it rained. It was a little bit rainy, and it got windy, and we were not prepared for the wind. I think. Well, and, and when she says cold, we're talking. It was in the thirties. Yes, so it was very cold. I actually mean cold. Yeah, and um, it was windy, and the first night. It wasn't quite as cold. It right. was maybe in the 40s, but it was windy, mm-hmm. and we were not prepared for that. We had brought ponchos. It was supposed to rain, and, and it kind of it got a little bit wet, but it we did, were yeah, not It ended up, up not that. really raining that much, but then it got really windy and cold. Yeah, I mean, I was wearing shorts. We just weren't expecting it to get that cold. So Saturday, we went in what we felt like was prepared. And we and still got cold. We still froze. So Sunday... We not only layered up, we had extra gear in the car, and we went back and got it at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, but as that was the only thing, and I mean, and that's, of course, our own fault for not being prepared when we could have been. Um, so, as far as everything that the festival offered and that the the grounds offered and stuff, I made it made it really enjoyable and made me, as long as the, the lineup is, is good, it made me want to go back for sure. Yeah. 
Yes, I will. I'll agree with that. I think uh, I and I expect the lineup will be good. They've been reaching out to people, asking for feedback, wanting to know whose uh, sets people enjoyed, what bands they enjoyed, and um, I, I filled out a survey even, and I never do that, but I, I really wanted them to get the feedback and know um, that I, that we loved doing the paranormal circ and that we really enjoyed the lineup and that the the production of the whole event went off really well. You could tell they really spent money. They had big signs made and everything is in place. And uh, anyway, uh, I really hope that the numbers, when they get the count finished, that it was a good turnout for them and they made some good money. So they'll do it again next year. So anyway, anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. All right. That's a wrap for this episode. We'll see you next time.